0: cats to another episode of the weber state weekly softball show i'm your host colby peterson um on the show tonight uh, we've got another player interview with you uh we're grateful for uh senior catcher lauren ho for taking some time to chat with us here on weber state weekly uh after that we're going to be doing our weekend review going to be talking about the games against nevada dixie state and uvu winthrop uh, UVU and Winthrop, uh, that Winthrop game run rule. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then, um, yeah, man. So I want to remember remind everybody that we're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. And so if you're interested in not just Weber State sports, but a number of other sports throughout the Big Sky Conference, check out the Big Sky Podcast Network conference tournaments coming up next week. And so if you want to stay up to date, we know that uh, many of those guys in in our network are talking about their their squads and uh, about what's going on. I mean, Boise is going to be absolutely nuts. Uh, but before we get into all that, I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all great places to find Weber State Weekly. Encourage everyone to rate us and uh, tell your friends. I mean, if you have Wildcat family members and friends who uh, would love to know about what's going on with Weber State Sports, this is the place. We're also on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook, or it, Twitter, one of the best places to interact with the Weber State Weekly team, especially on game day. Uh, we've been doing Twitter spaces for road games um, when the teams are away from the Purple Palace. And so with the conference tournament coming up in Boise, we're likely to do those again. Wildcats will be... Uh, facing a number of teams, hopefully more than one games for each of those, those squads heading up. So hit us up on Twitter. We'll be there. And of course, Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Weber state weekly, become a patron and get some of the, the content that we have up there. A lot of it has to do with national signing day football recruits. So a lot of interviews I've done up there. So check those out, but you gotta be a patron. So patreon.com slash Weber weekly. And then a shout out to our sponsor tonight, studio nine, eight, if you're looking for a ring that isn't run-of-the-mill, go check out Studio 98. They're a local jeweler run by a fellow Wildcat who's also a former football player. He loves the purple and white just as much as you and I do. So check out his website. It's Studio98.com. That's Studio, N-I-N-E, and the number 8.com. Behold their beautiful rings, and be sure to check out the Flying W special. I got it right here on my finger. Uh, it's a beauty. And so if you're, uh, if you're a big-time Wildcat fan and you love the Flying W, I love the Flying W, go check it out on Studio98.com. So, all right, folks. Mischief managed with all that stuff. I want to welcome Senior Catch Lauren Ho to Weaver State Week. Lauren, how are you doing?
1: Good. I'm excited to do this. I've seen all my my roommates have done it, Chloe and Faith, and so uh, I'm excited to finally get my turn.
0: Makes and, sense. Uh, your your yeah. sister is your roommate, so that's good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. We were grateful to to Faith for doing it last week because we know like you guys had just gotten into Dixie, just gotten yeah. into St. George and kind of getting settled, and mm-hmm. she hopped on to do it. So thank you all. And and this one, you know, you guys are just leaving for. Fullerton in the morning. So grateful to you for taking a little bit of time. Cause I know you're probably like, bro, come on. Like I can get to bed. So thanks <laughs> no, so much for great. doing this. This is great. So we talked with Faith a little bit last week about you guys' recruiting journey. Um, we got a couple of looks. You had, you know, he, she said that you had taken a drive to Sac state, check that out and then drove all the way across Nevada uh, yeah. to check out Weber state. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of it for you. Um, yeah. And so we kind of heard a little bit, but I wanted to hear it from you, Lauren. I mean, yeah there are a lot of, a lot of factors. And for everybody, it's different for you. What was it that was the deciding factor to become a wildcat?
1: Yeah. I think I always say like the, um, like the city or the States of like Washington, Utah, same landscape, they kind of are similar. And so it wasn't that like crazy of a jump for faith and I to, instead of like Sacramento. So this felt a little bit more like home. We had a lot more friends here. Um, and then we really just fell in love with like coach Amico. Like, that's kind of, oh, sure. I feel like a lot of the recruiting girls, like all of our friends here, they're all like, yeah, Coach Amacon got me. Like, that's what she does. She's so good at that recruiting process. And we went to camp and then came back and she called us two days later and was like, you guys committing or what? <laughs> and uh, so we, I think it was funny because Faith and I were like, she said, like, you guys want to come here? And we're like, I think, like, we might want to. Yeah. And she said, like, perfect. You verbal. And we're like, whoa, okay. We oh, okay. Yeah. So that it was funny because we got on the phone and we're like, dad, I think we just verbal, but we we're super grateful that she called us and wanted us to come here. So, yeah,
0: that's great. Uh, and you know, we've talked about it- uh, a bunch about how Coach Amicone, uh, a lot of success. Of course, you know we talked about yeah. this before we hit record here and went live about all her success at Salt Lake Community College and now coming back up to Weaver State, her alma mater, where she played as as a student and you know taking the the program to you know some of the greatest heights. I mean, yeah. when we want to talk about rings, and I really appreciated that you all did this on Media Day that you all flashed the rings in, yeah. in the hype video. I love yeah. that stuff, man, because I mean, when it comes to winning conference championships, the softball yeah. team is it. And you've had an opportunity to be a part of a lot of really good teams. You were yeah. part of the 2019 team that ended up winning the first NCAA tournament game in conference history, ended up being in yeah. Cal State Fullerton, who you'll see this weekend. They're hosting the tournament you're on your way to. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, 2020, you know, being the regular season champions, but not quite getting there in the conference yeah. tournament. I was at the Sac State game. Didn't obviously go the way that you that you all hoped, but yeah. Conference player of the year. And so I want to talk a little bit about some of your numbers um, from from that season. I mean, you went off 10, 10, two baggers, 10 home runs, a 678 slugging percentage. That's like bonds numbers, man. Like that's like 678 slug is crazy Four fourteen OBP, you know, so almost 50 percent of the time you were up to bat. You got on base by -hmm. hook or crook. And then, of course, taking away conference player of the year. Take us through that season, man. How were you able to find so much success after the, the canceled COVID season, which no doubt had an impact on, you know, kind of your progression as a player Um, take us through that season because it ended up, ended up being really nice personally for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the preseason, there's always rough times. Like, you know, there's 30 games against these amazing teams. And so I went through my own struggles early in the season. And I feel like that's something that you kind of have to embrace going into your preseason is working on working out slumps. Like that's kind of how I feel like preseason is, is you're going to get in a few slumps and then how are you going to work it out? Because in conferences, when we need you to be hot for eight weekends in a row, so we have to make sure like, you figure out how to get out of slumps. And so I had my fair share of slumps last year um, in the preseason and then just figured out some things to focus on going into conference and, I was always telling myself, like, avoid that sophomore slump, Lauren. Like, come on, we're not going to be one of those girls. And uh, Coach House and Coach Hamilton really helped me with my mental game and trying to get, like, a little bit better than I was my freshman year and a little bit better than I was, you know, hopefully this year, I'm a little bit better than last year. So just always, like, never being at my peak and then just continuing to get better and better, even every weekend, every pitch, every at-bat. Uh, and so that's something I really focused on was, like, breaking down my at-bats and then my head, just, like, focusing on a few things. Um, and that really got a lot of success for me. And then I always felt like I had runners on. So I got to shout out my teammates for that. And uh, they just gave me tons of opportunities with runners in scoring position. So I couldn't have done it without them. I couldn't have those numbers that I did without them. And then just like getting lucky on a few pitches, you know, sure. that's also what I feel like is softball is a game of luck. And I got a few lucky hits in there and, and big situations. And so I think that really helped me get that player of the year, but super grateful for it. Couldn't do it without my teammates, my coaches, my family, all the, all the crew. So yeah, super grateful for it.
0: Yeah. And so it sounds like, you know, just sort of that incremental process, always trying to find those opportunities to get better. And, you know, over time that kind of pays off for you. And like I said, the numbers speak for themselves, um, a ton of success and, uh, and a, a regular season conference championship and an opportunity to host, um, but then, you know, we've talked to almost almost all the players thus far that were on the season or that were on the team last season. Mm-hmm. Um, conference tournament comes and things yeah. just don't go the Wildcats way. You know, they lose two straight right out of the gate and they're and they're out. And, you know, like I said, I was at that game against Sac State where yeah. Um, yeah. the Hornets go ahead. I think it was top of the seventh. They went ahead. Yeah, it was. And it- I
1: remember the pitch, remember the count, all of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously you got a front row seat to all that stuff. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Being the catcher. And uh, yeah, it was just like, oh man, come on. And so, I mean, obviously it's left a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And it seems like the team has been back with a vengeance this season, right? Like totally. now riding a 10 game, 10 game win streak, going into a very, very tough uh, tournament in Fullerton. Talk to us a little bit about that and about how that, that, that failure, that like, not quite, you know, yeah. coming short of the, of the goal, which is to win the conference championship and go back to the NCAA tournament. Talked about how that's fueled you personally, but also the team because it's working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We always say that we're kind of on a vengeance this year. Um, and we say that it's really, really hard to be good all year. Uh, and so, especially when you start off hot, like we are, we're just trying to you know get better every day. Like I mentioned before, but we, we always, think that the tournament is a really tough position for like a regular season champ because, and then like there's these hot teams that come up like Portland state who they weren't very good in the preseason. Like they won like four preseason games and then they actually figured out how to win. And then they got super hot and we paired up with them in the first week, like the first game, like that kind of stinks. So you just got to get lucky in those tournaments too and get a good matchup. And we just didn't get that matchup, which is fine. Um, and so I really think that that has not like put us in an underdog situation because I feel like we're always, we're not really the underdog in our conference, no. but we want to have that chip on our shoulder. And when you go into something, when you're the top dog, it's hard to have a chip. Um, and this year we definitely have that. And if we're like not practicing well, one day coach, i will going to be like, we don't want to have that taste in our mouth. Like we did last year. Like, come on, let's put it together. And so like, we're, you know, we pick it up and because we all remember that feeling. I remember that feeling. It was like, the worst feeling. We're all crying in the field house upstairs. I remember I'll remember it forever. But um yeah, horrible feeling. But that really has it has fueled us for this year. And we, you know, see all these big sky teams playing and we're like, we just want to get to big sky. We want to beat up on these teams and, yeah. you know, get back to that tournament at home again. And pr- kind of, we have a chance to rewrite our story, which not a lot of people do, but uh we get that chance this year. And so I think our team's really super excited for the tournament. We're trying to peak right about then. Um, and yeah, we're pumped for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because like you said, it, it, softball is, is, is the kind of game where a team can get hot, like you said, and go on a run. And then yeah. all of a sudden they make their way through a tournament and like, that's, that's the way it goes. Um, mm-hmm. whereas they may not have had that early success. So nice to hear that. Like, all right, that's, that's being constantly brought up by coach Jamie Cohn that like, yeah. Hey, nobody wants that again. Cause you're right. Like, I mean, you all were there, you had the front row seat, like, yes. Definitely sucked to be like, what? Them? Yeah, like we've got this maxim here on Weber State Weekly that you should never lose to the green teams in the conference.
1: <laughs> it's funny, yeah, and,
0: and we good. feel that way strongly about yeah. about about this case, right? Where it's like yeah. two
1: green teams. Yeah, true. Freaking no, know.
0: dude, not two green teams. You know, so yeah. great to hear. Uh, I think that uh, the conference is going to be interesting this year because it feels like. Teams are, you know, the Wildcats have been the toast of the conference for a long time. You know, you guys have run the show pretty much. I mean, we talked yeah. about the rings and about Coach Amicone's success at, as head coach at Weber State. I mean, the Wildcats are always team to beat. Um, the conference championship runs through Ogden, and uh, yeah. that's... That, that, that is, that doesn't, that's nothing to say, you know, before the the conference moved their offices to Farmington, like
1: yeah, you have to to go through, you got to go through Wildcat softball
0: field if you want it. I mean, if you look out at Wildcat softball field, the left field fence, it's Mm -hmm. all there for you. It's all there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this year, the, the teams in the big sky, they are putting together great preseasons. Like Mm -hmm. they're not, we're not looking at a team and being like, Oh, we'll just smoke them this year. Like, that's kind of how we viewed Idaho State last year. They're having they a great good. yeah, they just beat Boise State. Yeah, they did. Um, Portland, they're doing great. And so it's it's really exciting because I feel like a lot of people look at the big sky and they're like, oh, they're not a very good team. Or like not a very good conference. But our sports, our teams are picking it up and it's gonna be like a dogfight. All of these tournaments, all these series are gonna be awesome. So it's it's good for us because we only get better with more competition. And so that's why we're stoked for this week and we're gonna go play the best of them. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see how we come out at the end of it, but the big guy's are really picking it up and we're excited to go into these series and have to, you know, kind of scrap, scrap a win out. So.
0: Um, so this season, like we said, has, has started off really, really hot. Uh, Wildcats currently, like we said, on a 10 game win streak. I mean, the big, that, that big weekend in Las Vegas was absolutely massive. I mean, taking down who, who everyone felt UNLV would be, the favorite to win the the Mountain West Conference Championship and getting not just one but two wins against them. Um but looking at some of the numbers, uh, those games are tough to watch this is one of the hard things about uh out of conference is that finding the game to watch is always up and down. Maybe you can watch it, maybe you can't. Luckily yeah. in that case you were we were able. And um looking at some of the numbers as well, a little bit of a rough weekend for you, but then you totally bounced back last weekend in yeah. St. George. Um, Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about that, about, you know, about finding, you know, a little bit of a slump in Vegas, but then bam, right back in St. George and answering with some huge games that we're going to talk about in just a second.
1: Yeah, I totally, like, like I mentioned before preseason for me, like I always tell myself, like, I'm not going to get into a slump, but it's just inevitable now. Like Mm -hmm. now I just got to like embrace that and be like, okay, well, no worries. We'll get out of slumps quickly. Um, and so I feel like for me personally, I always, we have these things called quality at bats. And it's like you get six or more pitches, you get a walk, you move your runner and stats don't show that. And so that's what something that I was really trying to focus on in the was maybe I wasn't hitting my best. Like I wasn't seeing the balls, you know, like sometimes I do. Um, but I was just trying to help my team out any way I could. And that's kind of the attitude I took in St. George. Um, and then, you yeah, know, I always tell myself, like, hits are, their balls are going to land. Hits are going to come. Like, just keep having gritty at bats. Keep working that pitcher. And just try and find a little bit of barrel and beat something out. That's kind of what my mindset is, is like the worse I'm hitting the more gritty I want to be. Um, and then the more gritty I am, then I'll just start seeing the ball a little bit better. And then it might get into a groove, which you saw in like that Winthrop game, um, stuff like that. So just like when I get hot, I'll get hot. But if, when I'm cold, I just want to make sure I'm helping my team out. So contributing and uh, stats don't necessarily show that, which is great. But that's the funny thing about stats. But, um, yeah, you just want to continue to help. And that's kind of where I'm at this year.
0: Yeah. I like that. Like you're saying, quality at bats, where it's like, mm-hmm. maybe the stat sheet doesn't show it, but you know, you're, you're, you're getting the pitch count up or you're yeah. advancing the runner. You know, those are things that you just, you just don't really see. Uh, but, um, I, I, I was thinking about, I guess the jazz are doing good. Uh, <laughs> my wife is really
1: excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but um, but let's talk about that Winthrop game because that was a big game for you. I mean, two bombs, uh, mm-hmm. seven RBIs, just absolutely, yeah. I mean, huge. And, and you went three to three at the dish. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I want to talk about like. What was it about that game in particular? Because this was the first time that the Wildcats had ever faced Winthrop. I tried finding the history. There was none. So it's like, okay, first time seeing this, this team, um, St. George, uh, a venue that was familiar to all. You know, you had just played there that weekend. Um, and so it was like, okay. But man, that game in particular, just absolutely crazy for you. Take me take me through that and kind of like, what what was it about that game where you were able to just really get on that pitcher and find so much success at the plate?
1: Yeah, they're actually a really good squad, Winthrop. Like, so was Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City. Like, we've yeah. never faced them ever. And they are a really good team. Uh, yeah. And Winthrop, I remember... in the
0: Summit League the previous year, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, not a slouch of a team. Like, these guys were really? right there for a conference championship within the Summit League.
1: Yeah, and Coach Amacone was, like, hyping up their pitcher and stuff. And we're like, whoa, okay, we're nervous for this game. And which was good because okay. then we ended up playing well. But I remember we go up against Winthrop... And we're like, wow, they look exactly like Minnesota. They have the exact uniforms and colors of Minnesota, and they look really legit. Like, whoa, okay, like they had some good bigger girls, and we're like, okay, this might be a tough game. Their leadoff hits a home run, and we're like, wow, these guys aren't joking around. Like, we gotta, you know, come out and play. And they actually they had some pretty good pitching. Um, And I just remember, I remember I was in the back of the box all game, and I. I think I, I don't know if I started with the single, but I just was trying to get my hands out in front. That's like what me and coach house talk about a lot is my hands are kind of what makes me a good hitter. So trying to yeah. minimize my legs and get them out of the way so I could use my hands. Um, and I was just able to get turn on this inside pitch. I haven't really been getting pitched inside a lot this year. Um, so I finally, this, this team was pounding that inside corner, pounding it and I looked on one I turned on that. My first home run was a two, two run home run. Two run bomb. So, uh, yep. Yeah, and that was great. Kind of got me back on track from Vegas. And because uh, I haven't, I, I only hit a home run in Phoenix. So I haven't seen the ball fly in a minute. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so weak. But then we got it. <laughs> nope. we, we fell one again. So that was good. Um, yeah, and it feels like nothing on your bat when you hit it. And then I remember just coming up with the bases loaded, not trying to do too much because sometimes. Yeah when you have runners in scoring position, and especially when you just hit a home run, people are like expecting to go up and take another huge hack and try to hit another home run. But I remember being like super calm with two outs bases loaded. We didn't really necessarily have to add a ton of runs. We were up by like three or something, but uh, just trying to be really calm and trying to just get a little base hit was my goal. And then they came inside again and I was able to turn on that one. And for some reason that's a little bit more my power side. Um, and I don't even mean to hit them like there. And they just, seems to keep traveling. So that was awesome. It felt, felt good again. And I remember just hearing coach house be like, good job Lou, in my, in my ears. So that was awesome. It was a, it was really cool. But I just was happy I could help my team out. That was the thing because then we, I think we were able to switch pitchers. After that got a little bit of uh, run insurance. So we got to switch pitchers and gave them a rest a break. So I was mostly happy for them, but uh, it felt good too, for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, so like you said, started out the game, Ah, uh, two-run bomb. You know, to get the Wildcats back in because at that point they were down one. And then, yeah. you know, but you were. We we talked about the home runs, of course, and and they were they were big, uh, mm-hmm. because you also had a single up the middle that brought in. Uh, you had an RBI there. But yeah, yeah uh, uh, this is like the, the 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 grand slam is the knockout punch, right? Because like you said, the Wildcats yeah. are up two at that point. All of a sudden, bam, grand slam. Okay, now the Wildcats it's nine to three. Now now we're yeah. talking about run rule, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you know the next inning. Um, McQuiston comes up, Mikkel, and she's like, okay. And so she hits the two-run bomb and then it's just like, all right, it's a run rule. We're, we're done here. You know? Yeah.
1: yeah. It was funny. We didn't want to say anything to Mikkel, like, cause she has some good pop on her bat, but we didn't want to be like, Hey, we have to score two. Like we have to score two. We just wanted to, you know, chip away and just win the game any way we could. And then she hit it. And we are like, "Oh my gosh! Okay, we gotta go play defense. Like, let's go play defense." But we didn't want to like jinx it or say anything silly, so we just kept it to ourselves. And then she hit it, and we were all so excited.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that's the funny thing about softball baseball. Very very superstitious game, yeah. right? Uh, you, yeah. don't wanna, you don't want to you don't want to jinx anything. You don't want to screw anything up. For, and so uh, I I definitely hear you. I, I do certain things like I'm really super. Like I, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Silver Linings Playbook.
1: I haven't. I so, that's one on my watch list.
0: Okay, well, so in the movie, his father is Robert De Niro, and he's very superstitious, right? They're all Eagles fans. They live in Philadelphia, and uh, and so he's like, you know, he's like, oh, when you were sitting here, you know, the yeah. team was doing good. You should sit there again. Like, I'm I'm totally that guy. It's like, yeah, oh, okay, like we were sitting here, like, okay, we had guys on base. Like, I need to sit back there and maybe just like,
1: yeah, <laughs> I wasn't a very superstitious person until I met Coach Amico. And oh. she is her and Mark, her husband, very superstitious people. Like one time I came, I think I struck out. I like tossed my bat. Like I didn't throw up, but I sat it down and I crossed my knobs crossed. And she was like, What are you doing? And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't like I just put my bat down. She was like, We can't you expect to do well with cross bats? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and like, yeah, and one time a, a girl hit up this really far fly ball and I was like, Oh, it's gone. And it hung up and the center caught it. She's like, Lauren, like that's on you, Lauren. Like it was going to go out until you said something. So now you just watch what you say. You just take yeah. care of your own business and you don't cross the bats. And I think you're good. Mostly those things, but you got to watch what you say for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, last, last question for you, Lauren, and then we'll let sure. you go. Um, so been doing a great job with social media this season, the, the, the softball team has, uh, yeah. Did a bunch of TikToks, and they interviewed you on one of those TikToks, and mm-hmm. uh, you you mentioned the fact that you had saved your sister Faith's life once, so she owes yeah. you. Yeah, so I wonder. I wondered if you might tell us that story. Like, what was the deal? What happened there?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, I had a lot of people text me like, "What? Is, what is the story? You haven't told me." Um, it's not as like awesome as it sounds, but we were both sounds pretty like, awesome. Yeah, we were like three weeks old, or maybe less than that. And uh, my parent, my grandma, came traveled down to Idaho, is where we were living at the time. And, uh, she came to babysit me and faith and my two older brothers and my parents went out on a date for their first time since they had faith and I totally and my faith wasn't waking up. She, she just like, wouldn't wake up for her first feeding. So my grandma called my mom and she was like, Hey Heather, faith hasn't woken up. And she was like, Oh, it's okay. She's probably just really tired. Anyway, didn't wake up for her next feeding. Didn't wake up for her next or next. And we lived in this like kind of really secluded town about an hour and a half away from like the nearest hospital down like a really scary road on this river. And uh, so the doctor's like, we'll try dipping her in an ice bath. And they did all the things like, like completely submerged her in this ice bath. And she just like barely opened up her eyes. And so they called the doctor, my mom did. And she was like, she's not responding at all. And he was like, okay, well, get her to Boise as fast as you can because babies go by fast. That's what this doctor said. And my mom's a pretty dramatic person. Sorry if she's watching. (laughs) But... Um, and well, she just loves her kids, you know, she doesn't want anything to yeah. happen. Well, and of course, so, like
0: brand new, brand new, brand new babies, you know, exactly. you, you don't want to take any risks.
1: Yeah, exactly. So my dad makes it down, we call it the Canyon in like 45 minutes, which is crazy. Like That's you just don't numbers. do that. And it's during the night and it's, it's around cause we're a February baby. So like, yeah, it's in February. And so it's probably some ice on the road, whatever. We make it in 45 minutes and Faith is in the incubator and she's not responding like very well at all. She's like, her heart rate's still down. She's needed help breathing, all these things. And the doctor was like, Hey, Heather, doesn't she have like a twin? And I was like, yeah, like she has a twin. She's right here. And he's like, well, do you mind if we take her and put her in the incubator with faith? They're like, yeah. So I go in the incubator with faith and we grab, we hold hands and we start sucking our thumbs no. and her heart rate just goes through the roof. Wow. And she recovers like, in like a day from the wow. sickness. It was crazy. So she does owe me, but it's not as like extravagant as I like, jumped in front of a car. Or I mean, something. that sounds,
0: that sounds pretty serious. You know, it's like, Hey, they, they put me in the incubator. Like I took the heat yeah. for you.
1: Right, uh, right. And
0: you know, everything panned out. So, you know, this thing, like
1: sure. tacos that's, for life or whatever. Yeah. She's still, she still hasn't got me back. So I, she still <laughs> owes me. Well, I, I, and
0: I don't even know how you pay back on a thing like that, that. Right. Well, yeah.
1: Well,
0: I, lots of tacos true. forever, I guess. You
1: know. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one.
0: So. Sorry, Faith, I just committed you to that. I, I, my, my
1: apologies. <laughs> I'll tell her, yeah, yeah. She's
0: never coming back on the show now. She's like, yeah, she guys? I nope. can't believe he did that to me. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Well, Lauren Ho, really want to thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly a little bit about, like you said, the journey, the success that you've had um, at the plate, and uh, all the early success that the Wildcats have had this season. Um, A tough, a tough conference or a tough competition coming up uh, this weekend against teams like. Texas A&M UCLA, Cal state mm-hmm. Fullerton, um, uh, Seattle and Penn. Uh, yeah. and so I uh, wish you all the best of luck. And then the following week as well down in San Diego, um, can't wait to have the opportunity to see you all play in Ogden at wildcat softball field. And mm-hmm. I'll always go wildcats.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. All right. Um, want to thank lauren ho so so very much for taking some time to chat with us Uh, like we said she's getting on an on on an early bus tomorrow morning uh to head down to fullerton so really appreciate her taking that time and it was good to hear that story i think folks and so uh i don't know tell me what you think in the chat um since i'm the only one on the show tonight everybody else had to do the storytelling festival so it's just me but uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, now, let's talk a little bit about the games in St. George last week. Um, a couple of games against Nevada, uh, uh, Mountain West, another Mountain West Conference opponent. And then uh, a few games against uh, one game each against Dixie State, who the Wildcats saw on Sunday last week, uh, or the week prior. And then UVU, which was you know the, the big comeback game, like like Lauren talked about. And then uh, Winthrop, which was also just a run-roll game, but just absolutely incredible. You know, she went off seven RBIs in that game, two, two bombs, just crazy. So let's start with Nevada, um, Nevada, a mountain West team, um, after the Wildcats had their success against UNLV, um, was, was, I think everybody was interested to see how they were going to play Nevada, how they were going to kind of play up to that competition. And, uh, Wildcats handled it really, really well. Uh, they were the first opponent that the Wildcats faced on the weekend. Um, and so first game out, I mean, not a lot, not a lot doing. And then, uh, this this is an interesting team because i think that they do a good job of responding right like they kind of have this thing where if if things aren't really happening for them if the other team kind of breaks the seal maybe they score The Wildcats just do this great job of answering um and so we've sort of coined this thing on social media no quit cats right and i feel like that's kind of what they are and i felt like this game was definitely that where third inning nevada scores you know they ended up they ended up getting a single left field, you know, bringing around a runner and they take the lead. And then the Wildcats just, you know, they just say, OK, it's time to take care of business. And so, you know, led by Faith and Lauren, uh, the twin sisters, um, plus Chloe Camarero being on base, um, man, just able to get three runs there in the third. And they go up three, three, one. And, you know, they they really never look back at that point because then in the fifth, they get two more. and um, and then. Nevada tries to get back in it. They try to get something going in the sixth. Uh, they get two runs, but it's not quite enough to erase that five to one deficit at that point. Nothing in the seventh uh, pitching shuts them down and, uh, and that's it. And so looking at, at pitching, like I said, with these games, it's always a little bit tough to kind of tell where, where you're at. But um, I mean, great, great pitch game from, from Mo Ramirez. Uh, she goes 5.2, six hits, but only three earned runs. And then, um, strikeouts she had six in this one so it's just absolutely great game by her the thing we talked about this a little bit on the show about how the wildcats do just an absolutely fantastic job with this pitching rotation you know moving folks in and out um and so you know the 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 one two three punch this season of mariah ramirez who is the the reigning big sky pitcher of the year plus Arissa henderson the transfer from byu who is the 2019 west coast conference pitcher of the year plus Mandy Sink. I mean, those three right there have really carried a, a big chunk of the load thus far this season. And it's, and it's, it's worked by and large, it has worked. You know, Arissa Ramirez Henderson ended up coming in this one, just one hit. A couple of walks, but a strikeout, you know, just kind of closing things out. And so Wildcats ended up getting the dub against Nevada and I was like, okay, that extends the streak. Right. Um, and so I was like, okay, like we're off to a great start for this weekend. And then that afternoon they take on, uh, Dixie State but we're gonna we're gonna jump now because I, I like to group the the schools together and in this case they played Nevada twice they sort of were bookends on the weekend first game of the, of the of the weekend was against the wolf pack and the last game of the weekend was against the wolf pack so now jumping forward I mean by the way it was it was 42 degrees down there I mean St George wasn't exactly like Balmy, so i'm sure that they're all really really excited to get down there to fullerton and you know later on next you know the following weekend to san diego and just kind of like chill and we talked with chloe camera about you know being from san diego and how nice that must be and so i think that's gonna be great but now let's talk a little bit about that second game because at this point the wildcats had beat everybody including that big comeback game against uv which we're going to talk about so the streak was at nine at that point and history was on the line so the second time they faced nevada um there's an opportunity to face the wildcats uh, or to face the wolf pack and go for history and have the longest the longest winning streak in school history and so wildcats are amped it's the only game on sunday and they immediately answer bottom of the first wildcats are up five runs scored chloe camerero doubles to left center faith singles up the middle faith ho Casey Whiting, who has been absolutely, I mean, we haven't we haven't talked a lot about her this season, but Casey Whiting has done a really good job of, you know, getting singles, getting on base, just doing a great job. And uh, and then before you know it, the Wildcats are up five to nothing. Um, and it's all like, oh, okay. Um that, that's a good start because you know, after a certain point in softball, if you didn't know, it's uh uh <laughs> that great of story is an extreme undersell. Hey. Trevor, you know what I'm saying? It's actually a really good story. He's right, Uh, in reference to uh, to Lauren's story about keeping uh, keeping faith uh, on this side. And so, uh, so Wildcats go up five to five to nothing before before you know the Wolfpack can even you know can even shake it off. Um, And then things kind of slow down a little bit. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the fourth comes another run. Wildcats able to get a sack a sack fly and um, go up in the fifth seven to eight. And then before you know it, they've got two runs in the fifth and now it's seven to nothing. Uh, Mika Chong, who has also been really, really good Casey Whiting on base. So Mika Chong singles up the middle. Casey Whiting is there to score. And uh, then before you know it, it's eight, eight to nothing. And so it's like run rule guys. Like that's all we're going to play today because can't get anything. So I mean, shout out to Arissa Henderson. She did a great job. Only four hits in this. She pitched five innings. Uh, only four hits, to only two walks, nine strikeouts. She was really, really cooking in this one. So it's good to see her have a really dominant win. You know, her first game of the season, she was really, really dominant. And uh, I think that, you know, she start, she's starting to settle in really, really nicely now. And, uh, and this game was definitely proof of that. So that's kind of the bookends on the weekend. Wildcats beat Nevada twice. First game of the weekend and the final game of the weekend to get the uh, the school record in uh, on the winning streak. But now let's talk a little bit about the, the Dixie state game. Um, if Wildcat fans will remember Dixie state played Weber state really, really tough on that, that final game of the, the, the series in Las Vegas coming home, Wildcats made a stop in St. George on the way back to Ogden and played and ended up having to come from behind, um, Dixie state ended up getting quite a few hits and scoring a number of runs against the wildcats. And so it looked like, Oh, after having a really, really hot weekend in Vegas that, you know, maybe there would be, uh, maybe a little bit of a letdown against Dixie state. They always seem to play the wildcats tough. They got a lot of hits, but the wildcats end up saying like, okay, we're going to, we're going to bring this in. And, um, and they ended up playing, playing Dixie really, really tough, uh, kind of a slow game, you know, starting out, nothing really happened until, until the, the fifth inning. And the Wildcats just blow it open. Absolutely. So Allie Harmon steals second. There was, this, there was this really, really awesome double steal, right? Based on an error. Uh, well, there's an error that leads to a double steal and that kind of breaks the seal. And and so Wildcats get their first run that way. Then Chloe Camarero comes in. She gets an inside the Parker and that's a two run home run inside the park, you know, to score Allie Harmon. And then... Uh, Maris Sertis ends up scoring, um, and, uh, on another error. And before you know it, the Wildcats are up five to nothing. And that was all the offense that happened the whole game that you know, the Wildcats pitched another shutout, uh, this one, this time it's, it's Arissa Henderson again, she's pitching in the second game. Um, but, uh, M- Mandy sink came in as well. And it's good to kind of, I think we talked a little bit about this last week about how Mandy sink, Doing a really, really good job and haven't necessarily gotten uh, a ton of praise. You know, we've talked a lot about Mo Ramirez and Arissa Henderson because of their hardware, uh, both being you know their respective conference pitchers of the year. But Mandy Sink has done an absolutely terrific job. She ended up you know pitching four, five hits, you know, no earned runs, four only four walks and four strikeouts. So she did a great job. Right. Closed it out, and you know. Wildcats end up getting the dub against Dixie state to open up the weekend with two. So then let's talk about this UVU game because uh, this one, it looked like the streak might end and uh, it was definitely in doubt. So starts off Utah Valley scores right out of the gate um, home run. Um, and so very uh, there. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's not great. Um, that's not exactly what, what the Wildcats wanted. And so, right out of the gate, UVU, UVU's got a home run. They're up one nothing. Wildcats not able to get anything cooking, uh, and so nothing, nothing in the second frame, and then a big frame for Utah Valley in the third. They end up scoring six in the third, and it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of just you know good, good small ball. Right? They 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 get some singles. You know they walk in a run, which is painful. Uh, a double, you know, scores two. And then uh, a single scores two more. And so before the Wildcats know it, they're down seven to nothing. And so Lauren talked about this in the last segment about how I was like, okay, before they know it, you know, it's the bottom of the third. Wildcats are down seven to nothing. Let's just make it seven to four, you know, and, and you know, maybe maybe that's, if, that's what we can do. Well, four is exactly what they did in the next frame. Uh, in the fourth, they put up four runs. And so the bats wake up. Um, Lauren's able to get a single. Like she said, Chloe Camarero comes in. Then Gianna Mamoli ends up, she she homers to bring in three. And so right there, now it's seven to four. And it's like, oh, okay, now I've got a little bit of a game. Uh, time is kind of running out because now it's the fifth inning. And, you know, you got to really get some things going. Nothing happens in the fifth between either team. And that's that's one thing that we should point out here is that after the, after the, the Wolverines score six in the third, they don't score again. And that's a key piece of this really, you know, Mandy Sink. And and the staff doing a good job of shutting it down and making sure that, okay, we're in a little bit of a hole, but we got to make sure that they don't add to it because, you know, they're sort of trying to mount this rally, right? And so Wildcats come back in the sixth. They get two more off of the bat of Mo Ramirez. Uh, we talked a lot about her last season about how, you know, not only is she a great pitcher, but she has the power. She got that Shohei Otani power. So she homers, uh, brings in one. Uh, and then just a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of small ball in the sixth. Uh, Abby Sager, you know, she, Abby Joe, right? Lauren Ho getting getting herself on base, and she's able to to bring it in. And then it's, before you know it, it's seven six. Like okay, okay. And uh, and once again, the pitching staff shows up in the seventh. Wolverines don't score again, and now we're in the bottom of the seventh. Wildcats have an opportunity. They're down one run to take the lead. Chloe Camaro gets up and immediately ties the game <laughs> seven to seven. Like okay, and then through you know working working the pitch count working the strike zone wildcats able to get the bases loaded and uh gianna mamoli ends up walking that brings in carly davis the wildcats get a walk off walk to beat the wolverines and mount the comeback and they win at eight seven absolutely incredible game i mean this is really one of the big reasons why we decided to start calling them the no quit cats because phenomenal absolutely phenomenal then the final game of the season or of the, of the weekend, we'll talk a little bit about this uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, this was the second game on Saturday uh, against Winthrop. Lauren talked a little bit about it, how Winthrop, you know, a talented team, uh, they got some good pitchers. Uh, we're going to see what happens. And uh, the Wildcats just did a great job. Nothing doing in the first, but uh, Winthrop, you know, gets the home run in the first. And so it's like, okay. And then the Wildcats just boom, 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 answer. Two runs in the second, three runs in the third, four in the fourth, two in the fifth. And before you know it, it's a run rule. It's 11 to three. No reason to continue the game. Called it. Right. And so uh, great job. We've, you know, we sort of walked through that, Lauren, with two bombs. Um, yeah, it's just, and then um, Kel McQuiston, who uh, she did a great job, you know, just sort of deal with the knockout punch, the two run bomb with Mia Rushton getting on base. And then uh, Mikel coming in and hitting that that two run home run in the, in the fifth to kind of just say, yep, the game is over. And so Wildcats end up getting five wins on the weekend down in St. George to extend it to the the record. Um, I think it's 10. I'm pretty sure it's 10. It might be 11. I might be wrong on that folks. I thought it was 10. It might actually be 11. So if I'm wrong, go ahead and tweet at me if, if that was the case, but um, Wildcats now riding that win streak going into a very, very tough weekend down in, uh, in California at in Fullerton. So let's, let's look at the upcoming schedule now. Um, Friday, March 4th, Wildcats will be taking on Texas A&M. They're a tough team. They've been really, really good. Uh, that game will be at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Then the second game that day, will be taking on number six, UCLA. And like Lauren said, this is the lowest ranked UCLA team they've ever seen, <laughs> but still number six. And so expect a really good game there because uh, UCLA doesn't get to number six on accident. They're a really good program. Uh, probably one of the most storied programs in softball in NCAA softball. And so that game will be at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time down in Fullerton. And those are the two games for Friday. And Saturday, March 5th, uh, Wildcats will be taking on Seattle University. That game will be at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then uh, UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Saturday. So those are two those two games. Then a final game uh, could be a revenge game. Uh, the Wildcats will get the host uh, on Sunday, March 6th against Cal State Fullerton. This is the team that the Wildcats beat in the NCAA tournament for the first conference NCAA tournament win in history uh, beat them back in 2019. And so this will be like Lauren said, the first time that the Wildcats will have faced them since that game in 2019. So we're going to see kind of how things go because I mean, they're a team that plays in the conference or that plays in the NCAA tournament for a reason. They're very, very good. I mean, this is a, this is an absolutely dynamite tournament for the Wildcats to be in coach Emi Cohen always likes to do a good job of getting the the ladies in on games or in on tournaments where they're going to face stiff stiff competition so that when they get ready for the conference uh, schedule they've they've seen a lot and they're and they're ready to to take on the show so that game will be on Sunday that game will be at two thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time and uh, that'll be it for that one uh, Tuesday though March eighth uh, Wildcats will be going down to uh, Cal Baptist to take them on at seven p.m. Mountain Standard Time like we said Wildcats will be remaining in California because the following week they'll be in San Diego. And so uh, we will be back next week to kind of talk about how this went. And then also uh, we'll talk about that, that Baptist game as well. And then we'll talk about what is coming up in San Diego. So. Folks, that's the show for this week. Uh really really appreciate everybody, you know, you know, being a part of this and always always grateful to the softball team for being willing to kind of like check out the stuff and be willing to come on the show and talk to us because we know they got a, tra- a crazy travel schedule. So, appreciate Lauren Ho and the and the Weaver State softball team for being willing to hop on Weaver State Weekly and chat with us. Um wrap up the show. Email me at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, We've got our Patreon and our blog, weaverstateweekly.com. Uh, Really appreciate everybody for sticking around with us. And I'll wrap it up like I usually do. Weaver State, Weaver State. Great, great, great. Go (laughs) Wildcats.